0: Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello. And with us on the line, as usual, is our Florida connection, Bill Jakes. You can turn that up. Come on. Yeah. Much better. That's
1: actually not that bad.
0: All I see on the YouTube is the word Brazilian going like this, zooming in and out. I'm like, why that word? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know.
1: It really works well, though. It's pretty hot beat. That's all right.
0: We're boomers. We know nothing.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff you would have heard us playing at uh, the Rolex last weekend. That and uh, dubstep, Mariah Carey, uh, "All I Want for Christmas."
0: I'm good. I'm glad I'm actually not going now. That's great. No, I no, I don't want to go. My brain's out. The,
1: <laughs> the entire campground got to hear that at 2 a.m. and they loved us.
0: I'm sure they did. I'm sure nobody was plotting your death in any way.
1: <laughs> they were all too busy trying not to die from the 45-mile-an-hour winds.
0: And 40-degree 40, mi- uh, 40 degree temperatures in a swamp. 40? 35?
1: 25 to 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was nasty cold. That was all-time coldest I've ever been in my life.
0: See, that Until was... Until I got my tent.
1: That was a my lot... My tent had a propane heater.
0: Yeah, but that made it better. But that makes the only incentive for me to go down there besides watching racing for 24 straight hours and drinking more than I can handle is warm weather. And they didn't even have that. And it's like, if it's Florida, it's supposed to be warm. It's supposed to be a release from this place. They
1: never do at the Rolex. And and that's why we as a group are probably not going back to that for, for like a camping situation anymore. We're gonna focus on the historic race because one of our our buddies is racing in the historic twenty four this year. So,
0: well, you've also been there and done it. So, it's one yeah. Of those, I mean,
1: we've been doing Rolex for sixteen years.
0: It's not a tradition. It's just what you guys do, you know. Yeah, a tradition is something you actually care enough about to keep going. This is like I can take it or leave it now.
1: Yeah, at this point, nobody really shows up, so it's not. It's whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, on the racing stuff.
0: Right. Well, that's racing stuff, so why not?
1: Well, <laughs> roundy round racing stuff.
0: Oh, it doesn't have to be all that. Anyway, we usually start the episode off with personal updates, and I'm just going to start real quick. I am going to update the listener and just inform them that, yes, I'm no longer interested in doing the mindless wandering off-topic or political rants on the show. And I've not really... I haven't really been all about it lately anyway. I asked people about it before, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Well, it's, uh, here's the thing. it's I have to call a spade a spade here because uh, I am an absolute hypocrite for doing it because for how many episodes have we been on? This is our 98th. I've always said that racing and other sports are supposed to be an escape from the real world. And by bringing Real World into the show with my rants, I am an absolute hypocrite. So now, uh, from now on, all rants will be topical. And I actually have one for today, and it's all about NASCAR, so you'll enjoy it. And I don't bring any politics in it anymore at all. So you could you could go back and listen to last week's episode and see that I just wasn't really that interested in just it. Just leave us alone you know (laughs) please at least leave us alone in our living rooms let me have my toaster and my tv and my steel belted radials and i won't say anything just leave us alone like i said steel belted radials unless it's topical yeah i believe they were in thing at Mm -hmm. the time for your car uh unless it's unless it pertains directly to racing or whatever we are topically speaking about i'm probably not going to bring it up anymore uh just because again i don't like feeling like a hypocrite, and I feel it's fair to call myself out on that one. So, anyway... I'm as mad
2: as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore!
0: By the way, folks, watch that movie. Uh Network, correct? 1970 something? 1976. That's right. I, I was gonna say 76, and nope. Completely dropped the ball.
3: Same year that Rocky came out?
0: Oh, yeah. Rocky really overshadowed And that. what was
3: that year's best picture? The Godfather? <laughs>
0: No, I have no, no. idea. Don't
3: Cabaret, me. which no one has ever heard of or ever watched ever
0: again. Wasn't that a musical on Broadway?
3: is yeah, some Liza Minnelli thing where she was on cocaine and shit. I don't care. Well, who wasn't? Whatever.
0: Okay, so. I see the hair nor there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm watching Olympics coverage because, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen it in years. Years and years. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, so. Phil is in the land of the, well, it used to be the warm, but now it's global cooling down in Florida. So uh, are you planning anything recent? Are you going to Speed Weeks this upcoming week?
1: This is about to be one of the craziest couple of weeks I have all year, really. Uh, I'll be at Citrus County this Friday and Saturday for the SRL Super Late Model Race. Um, that's the the Ricky Brooks race the western series that Derek thorne won the championship the past number number of years uh they they're bringing those cars down here uh for i think it's 150 laps uh so daniel webster who i work with i'll be helping him on his car and he'll be racing that uh and then immediately after that we're gonna start getting my car ready because the following week i'm racing
0: so you've got a busy few weeks at least coming up, whereas for us, uh, the only thing I've been busy doing is fighting New England battles and fixing all of the cars that I've broken in the last few weeks. I swear to God, every one of my road cars, except for my wife's car, has broken. Every one of them. I broke my daily. I found out today the brakes are screwed in the back. i got to take all that stuff apart. So if it wasn't for race cars, I'd still be working on cars. And even my tow truck lost the master cylinder. Like it's, ah, it's frustrating. But at least you know, at least I know how I'll do all this stuff by myself. Jess, do you have any updates on your own? My sperm are fantastic. Perfect. All right, so that's all I got. That's all I got too. Uh, I've proved it. All right, so, <laughs> all right. Stafford announced early. Well right after we released the last podcast. So this is all news that we basically missed. Uh, they announced that the winner of the Spring Sizzler, oh, well, tour-type modified race, I suppose they call it, will earn a ride in the SRX event at the track on July 2nd. Now, that's incentive. So they're going to have two local guys. No, they're going to say Doug Covey's not running, running? Well, that was our rumor. We said Doug's going to run yeah. the asphalt races. So... That's, I
1: still, I still think that's a very plausible, it's, situation. There, it's
0: still in the air. But hey, remember, we were the guys who said that Ryan Priest was going to SHR, and people thought we were crazy. So,
3: and they were right.
0: They were right, but we were also right as well. Yep, so, boom, boom. Right, moving on. So yeah, that's great incentive. I mean, they, I don't know, I don't know how they reached having Doug in the SRX last year. They've, I'm certain he had fulfilled at least a lot of different criterias for who they were looking for. Stafford local guy who knows the track guy who's incredibly successful in NASCAR has a name for himself, etc. So yeah, obviously it's a good pick, but now it opens it up because the way they did it at slinger, that's how they did it last year. Whoever won the event that they had pre determined earlier in the season would guarantee a ride. Well, I believe that was what, what's his name? Luke Fenhouse. Is that his name? Don't know. Something I, like that.
1: Yeah, Do yeah. I think So,
0: that's the guy. Whoever got the ride at Slinger, he's the guy who led a whole ton of laps and then lost at the end because uh, of a late yellow or something. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He got knocked out of the way by. Uh, what's oh, his Stewart name there? did it. Ernie didn't Francis he? Jr.
0: or Tony. I can't remember which one did it, but it was either or. But yeah, so I
1: thought I thought it was Ernie Francis that got by him. It could have. Ernie been. won that race, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he might have. It might have been his first one. I'd have to go back through and look at it. But again, we don't really research these things. We just kind of talk about them on the fly. This is all memory. So, yeah, I believe, like I said, that's how Slinger did it. And uh, Stafford's going to have the mods uh, battle for that as well. So not only can you battle for over, what, twenty grand in cash and incentives and purse money, uh, you can also get an SRX right on and network television with Tony Stewart's uh, SRX tour.
1: Which is already proven that there's a possibility if you do damn good, you might get a truck ride.
0: And, or something else. Like, I know Ernie Francis has got an Indy Lights ride.
1: Oh, yeah, fair. Fair.
0: Which I didn't expect. I figured Ernie might go more full-body cars, but he went to Indy Lights and they offered him something. He's okay. It's the next step up to IndyCar. Take it. It's the next step up to IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, that Indy, IndyCar is really starting to regain a lot of popularity lately, too. So yeah. I can only hope, because I love IndyCar I mean, or still... Car or whatever oh, yeah, it used I to can't. be. <laughs> Let's not start I that can't anymore. wait
1: for the IndyCar season to start.
0: Yeah, that's going to be good. I forget where they start. But if you don't know IndyCar, go look them up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and go follow them. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's great incentive. I like seeing that. Uh, let's see. I think I might leave this next thing for last because that's just kind of some kind of discussion I had off the fly, and I don't really think I want to get into it right now. So we'll go to last. Uh, NASCAR announced, speaking of open modifieds and tour modifieds, announced an enhanced payout for their NASCAR Whelen Modified Tour Series, uh, which apparently last year we were... A, a little wrong, and they they say that they awarded ten thousand dollars for a win in each event, which is comparable, which is very competitive. But uh, moving on, uh, it's they also mentioned that this purse was bolstered by their uh, affiliation with Flow Racing this year, uh, which is pretty interesting. So uh,
3: NASCAR needed money from Flow to pay the to modified.
0: Well, to be fair, they use money from sponsors as incentives as well. Look at Winston. Well, yeah, but I mean, mean,
3: yeah, they're not the only ones sponsoring this. You know, the series or whatever. Very true. But NASCAR,
0: NASCAR took it with the deal and put it into their point fund. So, I mean, okay, they're giving back to the racers. They're handing it to them. So that's a step forward. Uh, I do think it is very necessary, but to be quite frank, um, I think that. It really, you know, if we look back through history, asphalt races in the Northeast and quite frankly in general are still only really winning purses that were paid out in the 80s and 90s value-wise. I mean, the pay for racing versus the cost has gone in two completely separate directions for decades. Uh, in my mind, ten grand to win a tour race is still incredibly low based on costs, especially a NASCAR tour race because you get a lot more travel. Um but if NASCAR wants to compete with all these open modified series and shows offered in this area, they really don't have much choice other than offer financial incentive, which is exactly what they're doing. So I'd like to see a little more because of... I know that it's more expensive for guys to run on the NASCAR modified tour than it is to <clears throat> run tour-type tour, modest, tour type modified shows around here. So that's basically what I'm basing it off of. I mean, travel costs alone are pretty pretty high, especially when you got to go to... If you're northern, like a northeast, New England-based team, which most of them are, you got to go down to Virginia. You got to go to Florida. You got to go. I mean, it's there's a lot more travel than just going to, like, staying in Connecticut or going to New Hampshire. You know, so I
1: I promise the travel expenses is why Doug Kobe chose to stay local this year.
0: Well, he's also owning his own team now, and it's probably pinching yeah. him a little. It's probably pinching him a little, and that's to be completely fair. It's hard to own a race car.
1: Yeah, well, and like I said, too, and I don't remember if it was last episode or a couple ago, but NASCAR's going to do what they did to the K&N series, or the Bush North series, really. And you're already seeing it with some some of the most successful drivers that have ever been in the series saying, I'm going to go run something else.
0: Yeah. And that's difficult because when you, again... Racers and we've beaten this horse to death on this show, racers always want some kind of a return on their investment. And if you're putting money into a tour-type car and you're putting a lot of effort into this, you're going to want to get a decent payout. Every racer wants a decent payout. Of course, you're going to chase the money. And to make it worth their while, it really needs to be a lot more because of costs and how much it's going up. I do have a lot of this. Well, I
3: mean, if if, if, uh, they're not the only game in town, there's obviously more tours than drivers out there now. And Seemingly. to be and to be quite honest, I think the Tri-Track has put a big old dent in that in NASCAR's uh stranglehold on exclusivity yeah, of, I'd say. of modified drivers. Yeah, I'd say. And these individual By, tracks
0: doing their own open modified shows like Thompson and Stafford are yeah. really doing well with their own stuff as, as well.
3: Yeah, if you're going to put if you're going to put big money and with it, in a tight little region they're going to oh. tend to want to stay there and not have to travel for comparable money
1: let me ask a theoretical question here how long is it before the SK Modifieds and the SK Light Modifieds get melded into one division and that's it
0: <laughs> never
1: uh, probably a long think, time think- no, think about it though. Uh, At one point, you had what the small block modifieds and the and the big block. that turned into like
0: I think they just called them I think and, they just called them modifieds and st- I don't remember. What yeah, I don't was. remember what the names and they all, were basically all that were. But like all tour modifieds, they got the combined and out. then
1: re-split up and then like I wonder how that cycle is going to work out because now we've got so many different tour type modified divisions and series and they're becoming more and more popular now. And it seems like the SK, if you look at the SK fields, specifically more at Thompson and and Waterford than Stafford. Stafford has a really strong field still, but at at Thompson and Waterford, it seems like the back half of the SK fields have kind of wandered off into MRS or tri-track where it seems like they know they can't run up front with the Keith Rocco's and the Todd Owens, but when they go to the, The tri-track events it pays them more to start the race than it would where they were going to finish typically at an sk event and they kind of get that return that you're talking
0: yeah anything anything you can do to reduce cost and increase purse is going to improve roi for anybody i don't see what
3: what that has to do with like the sk lights I ju- well, I, I I'm thinking
1: know. the SKs, the SKs specifically, seem to be shrinking in field sizes everywhere except for Stafford, and I don't know. It's just a thought. Yeah, it, it could You know, be. are they going to get rid of the SKs at Thompson and Waterford?
0: It depends on how bad the car counts actually get, because I think that the car counts up north with the T R A mods have really come up quite a bit. But I mean, well, and
1: that's that's kind of where i'm thinking is as the 602 keeps getting more and more expensive it's almost getting to the point where you could just throw a 604 with a two barrel on the thing and let it eat it's and and then you're the same as an nhs tra car almost yeah the sk
3: car counts at thompson waterford haven't been really that bad yet to really almost really no but they track. have
1: they have dipped at points down to six or seven cars well, a couple I mean, of years it's ago
3: it's not like they're the Waterford late models or anything or no or or baby but, or, problems. or the pro four modifieds where they have what six Eight, cars seven, and seven cars and two divisions and two divisions running i mean that's that's kind of I, probably where I it's heading towards but
1: i heard a rumor that the uh the waterford late models someone was looking at bringing the stafford type cars there Going backwards.
0: I'm hearing all sorts of rumors, yeah. but since nothing yeah. is coming, hey, down, I'm all for it. I don't care.
1: Uh,
3: a late mile racing, personally, I always thought it was was the best before the act cars came
0: in. But you know, yeah, well, oh, that was. I mean,
1: the act the act type cars are fun, but they're stale.
0: They are incredibly stale. Sometimes, I mean, they can really it. You know, you There's, gotta, there's you no can, life to them. Well, why are they stale? They're underpowered. Why would they be underpowered? Because they don't give them enough carburetor.
1: <laughs> no, they, it, it's not that they're underpowered. It's that they have too good a handling. The suspension too is much tire. Way too good. Yeah, they have too much tire and suspension for what they need. That's not, I mean, I guess it's semantics. You could start
0: just do pointing
1: it. out things that should be a street style. It's crate
0: motors, Jess. It's because of crate <laughs> motors. We all know it. I feel
3: vindicated almost.
1: I was trying to prologue it a little bit
3: <laughs> I feel vindicated a little. It's getting there.
0: I don't know if it's a power issue again. I think they put down fairly similar to what Stafford puts down, probably a little less, but Stafford also runs their late models on a much harder tire, a treaded tire, yeah, a treaded tire actually, and uh I think.
1: Stafford's late models are somewhere around 420 to 430 at the tire, I mean, at the crank.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, because that's how the old late models used to be when they were G cars around Thompson Waterford. They had big motor like that, too. Yeah. But I mean, it would be nice to see, but. Who would have thought big motor on a little tire makes for pretty good racing? I don't know. Weird, isn't it? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I've only been harping on this for years. All right, so, uh, anyway. Why about,
1: I always will love street stocks.
0: What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about payouts, weren't we, for the tour or something like that? Yeah. It's yeah. just nice, you know, to wrap that up, it's just nice to see <laughs> that we were wrong on the on that front for the, the tour payouts. But, again, it's still not quite enough. I mean, you look at Dirt Racing, uh, they get superb payouts all across the board, and it's how how do they do that? It's like, well, they give a shit asphalt payouts on the most part except for special races and even some special races to be honest uh, really kind of suck so that's all I can
1: say you just said something though You, you said they give a shit with the dirt car stuff that's their bread and butter that's their cup series the modifieds are just peons for the asphalt people
0: I guess the hierarchy is much different isn't it
1: yeah unfortunately, it is that's I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people don't consider, but do the modifieds need more of a purse? I think fifteen to seventeen grand for the winner?
0: yeah, probably won't see it, but
1: no, but I think that would be fair that's that's ultimately what they should see. I think
0: the problem is is people are thinking, oh my God, they're talking about upping the purses this much, and w- no, because you're still not gonna make your money back. <laughs> No, it's still going to be like a that. losing venture at that at that purse level is like i said we're not you know we're not thinking outside of reality here we're just you know it might happen someday if uh, inflation keeps coming this way um uh, well and, and the sport is on an uptick
1: <laughs> right now too i mean in general everything seems to be growing so
0: i hope so i genuinely do um, well, judging by
1: what I see in the state of Florida compared to what I saw about 15 years ago, oh, it's, it's so definitely much doing way better.
0: It's so much better. By the way, uh, there is going to be a asphalt oval track race at the formerly known as DeSoto Racing, uh, whatever the hell it was, Speedway? De- DeSoto <laughs> Speedway, yeah. DeSoto Speedway, it's now called the Freedom Factory. Uh yes. yeah, they're going to have a four cylinder something race and some other kind of oval track stuff. When is that? It's like this weekend or next weekend or something.
1: Uh I think it's this weekend. Any MST is uh coming down and racing there. I don't know who all is coming from up north, but uh there's supposedly something like 60 or 65 cars already pre-entered.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I Is that I think that's even going to be on uh What's it, Cletus McFarland's YouTube channel or something like that? I believe he might be live streaming that. I I might yeah, have I heard that they, wrong. I'm not sure, but you might be able to I watch think that.
1: streaming it somewhere. I would be going, but I'll be at Citrus.
3: Hell yeah, brother!
1: We're still all it's, trying to get him to do late models and sportsmen's down there. Yeah, I'd love to see his giraffe ass try and fit in a sportsman or a late model, though.
0: He needs to, you know, as much as I hate to say it, he just he really needs to resurface the line in the corners. It's really bumpy. Every, he needs to
1: resurface the whole track. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like yeah. I know.
0: I was trying to be cheap. It, but.
1: It's I've been there before, and it's way worse than what you can actually see on TV. It's not
0: what when it was. DeSoto? It, I I would say
1: it's about Atlanta.
0: You mean Atlanta before this year?
1: Uh, about Atlanta, well, yeah, before the <laughs> reconfiguration.
0: That's true. All but right. But
1: it's, it's definitely chunking up and sinking in spots.
0: Well, that's Florida. It's just sinkholes everywhere.
1: But you know what I can't wait to see out of that whole event is how he does.
0: Yeah, it, it, I know. Because now they you're sticking them in somewhere. a
1: field of guys who actually know how to drive these cars.
0: Especially four-cylinder cars. Yeah. Oh, isn't that interesting? Sorry, I I went off topic here, but I finally apparently news keeps coming out that Deflate Gate was a complete falsity, like it wasn't oh. real at all. Isn't that weird?
3: Hmm. Breaking news. Well, you, you promised off this. no off-topic rants.
0: I'm sorry, it's not a rant. I'm just saying, I'm looking at Twitter and I found this barstool sports thing. Apparently, it's all over the place. Do the show. Do the show. Right. Moving on. Uh, Apparently, Derek Griffith signed a deal with Sam Hunt Motorsports to run a partial Xfinity Series schedule this year, starting at Martinsville in April. Good for him.
1: Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah.
0: His star continues to rise. I hope he uh, takes advantage of every opportunity he's given. I know Sam Hunt Motorsports is kind of a small team. Uh, Hopefully, if he runs short tracks, it should be pretty competitive either way, but... They
1: seem to have some decent equipment, though. I think they're a Toyota team.
0: I believe they are, yeah. It's a 26 car.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure where they're getting their stuff, but it's probably, being that it's a Toyota team, probably Gibbs-affiliated in some way.
3: I'm
0: sure it isn't. Yeah, you would think the
3: Toyota is kind of a homogenized, really tight outfit. They don't really go too far out of their factory the uh r-
0: run teams. Isn't there only one cup series team with Toyota and it's Gibbs? Well yeah. there's the uh and well, there Gibbs at least Jr. used to be there at least used to be right there's, well, there's... Gibbs
1: and Gibbs Jr. Yeah.
0: Really? Huh. I didn't know there was a junior
1: <laughs> Yeah the twenty three eleven racing.
0: Oh yeah they got all their stuff from Gibbs though. So it's yeah. essentially the same team. Yeah Phil's right that it's is Gibbs Gibbs Jr. Gibbs Jr. Gibbs Jr. See, I'm sitting there thinking, Joe Gibbs' kids, he lost one of them. They died recently. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm trying to think of names. And he's like, no, it's 2311, stupid. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the meme of the lady with all the math equations floating in front of her face. Yeah, that was me.
1: Oh, I know the writer.
0: Whichever. Uh, So, yeah that's good for Derek he had a truck series ride like last year at one point didn't he or uh some other ride I forget Yeah, no
1: he he ran a truck series race I believe it was at Bristol for Kyle Busch
0: that's right yeah or he ran it somewhere else like I can't remember is we just know that he ran the one race so yeah right.
1: he, he kind of he I think he finished like 12th or 13th Some same about the same as Kobe finished
0: yeah we're kind of beating around the bush here but I think we just just wander right into the main topic at hand. There was actually racing this weekend. If you <laughs> finally stepped near social media at all, uh, you would have known about <laughs> it. All, oh, there! All was the
1: bluebirds. Th- oh, there's only
0: yeah. two different types of people involved in this: the people who hated it to hate it, and the people who loved it because they had reasons.
3: They wanted to hate the haters, and the haters wanted to hate. So I think there's just <laughs> there's just two different sides of contrarians out there that just
1: made it a big douche sandwich. They're just angry. And there and was not a single person on Twitter that could admit they were wrong last I can ad- night.
0: I can admit I was wrong all day. I already did once today. But you know what? I think we should just jump right into it. I have at least a two-page rant that I've written oh, for God. this. No, no, it's I, not bad. I'll it's just go on record
1: really- by saying I'm pretty sure I was the only optimist last week about this.
0: Yes, you were. You know, (laughs) I saw a lot of negative opinions, uh, stuff that's way too easy to point out. I'm just going to start off with this. Um, Like how it should be in Daytona, even though the season used to start at Riverside for a stretch of time. uh, And how the number placement is off, like that even matters made zero difference nobody cared after they started racing cars the
3: number placement looks to me more like it has a sports car type of redigree, pedigree
0: and that's fine who cares which
3: they got a lot of their technology from sports car racing anyways for this new cup car so
0: can ooh. you read the number yeah it's fine I don't can care. you read the sponsor yeah it's fine that's all that matters i
3: would actually like the number on the tail end like the
1: pinty series personally but yeah, i don't
0: like okay. it back that far though so it's, it's whatever great. either way it's whatever. gonna have a number how about and we just
1: put it on the bottom of the car it's nice and big and flat.
0: Especially at Daytona and Talladega. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. I even heard heard people complaining about the single lug nuts (laughs) even though that still allows for a pit crew to make a difference. I felt like all of my opinions were negative but they were all negative kind of in a way that's different from the average Darf fan because it's still kind of constructive because I offer solutions or ideas to help fix it instead of just bitching. Uh, I'll never come out and say that I'm not going to watch anymore because I don't agree with or like what the leadership is doing. I've hated stuff NASCAR has done. The chase, the playoffs. Since it began, I've hated it. But I still watch it. I'm not that kind of douche. All right, so moving into this, the clash at the Coliseum. And settle in because this might be long. I think I wrote like 1,500 words or something like that. Anyway, settle in. Before I start in our last show again I believe I'd said this we had mentioned that we had run this as a simulation on iRacing and after watching a few in-car and roof cameras I'm convinced enough to confirm our experience as being close to reality as it could be. Phil do you agree with that at all? It yeah looked, I would say so. It looked really similar to what we did. So I'm going to stand on that. Uh, I just want to know that or I just want to mention that I know my opinion about this has been fairly negative, but just remember that at no time did I mention that it wasn't going to be entertaining. I want to reiterate to all those keyboard warriors out there who are using their passive-aggressive language to downplay the opinions of people like me just because it's negative, that I do appreciate the idea of trying to achieve and reach new audiences and markets, and I appreciate the value of action and excitement, which is what racing on a short track will always bring. I hope everybody likes the, uh... Oh, it is Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Just sharing my appreciation for classical music, like Bugs Bunny did. Right, but I will die on this hill. Running these types of events in markets like this and having the hopes of gaining new fans has a strong possibility to see temporary gains and have very little long-term effect. Uh, You just got to keep an eye out for that. In my opinion, what you're trying to sell new fans is the idea that what you offer is nonstop action, elbows out, beat and bang, smoke and tires, bent fenders, racing. But in some ways, it's disingenuous to really sell this type of racing to new fans, especially when you have it as a minority of the racing that's on the schedule. How many short tracks where you see this kind of action are on the Cup Series schedule? Out of 36 races, and I even included the Clash at the Coliseum, I counted five times. Five. And it's going to be on tracks twice the size as this. Uh, I didn't include road courses because of how much people want to call them the new short tracks. And I didn't include Richmond because it doesn't really race like a typical short track. It can at times, so if you want to count it, it can be six. Whatever. Up to you. Uh, Because they do, and, and also they do tend to string out sometimes and offer little... Or not even the same action. So I wanted to count what they were selling, which is short track racing. The fans you might gain from events like this will be sold on what they see. It's exciting. It's always fun to watch this. They'll be drawn in by the excitement and action that this kind of short track racing uh, offers. And they'll check out what else you have to offer if you gain them as fans. Uh, But then you hit them with the giant cookie cutter. Mile, mile and a half, two mile tracks and other facilities that tend to not offer this kind of entertainment and much different racing, and they might get bored. It makes fan retention very difficult, but uh, don't get me wrong, I do see it from the other side of the coin. What if you sell the most exciting form of racing you offer to one of the most populated markets on the entire continent? L.A. I think there's like 30 million people in that county, something like that. Some ridiculous number. Documented. Yeah. That's what he (laughs) meant. That's, yeah, census-wise. Okay, so. No politics. I'm trying. Uh, (laughs) uh, And you sell the idea to that area, that they can come in and see it in one of the most famous and largest venues in that area. You'll see this become a staple event if they can deliver the excitement that can sell out arenas like the Coliseum, and it will gain huge optics for the sport. I get that, trust me. No matter what, I still think NASCAR will struggle with fan retention, particularly if this schedule stays similar to what it is now. I I mentioned it before, but they've had a hard time rebuilding the sport back to the popularity they had at their peak. We could go into this for hours, but my biggest problem is they had the solution, I say solutions, all along. Look at the past. And I know people hate that. They hate the term, oh, it was better back in the day, or it was greater in the past... Go back and study what made NASCAR into the popular sport it used to be. It is still pretty popular, but they can do better again. Study how it was run, study where it was raced, look at the level of support in the regional and national touring series that they used to have. I noticed that the Whalen Modified Tour received a huge burst in purse, or not a huge burst in purse, whatever, uh, from the last two years, and it's helped to make it more competitive with the open modified shows. I appreciate that. I mentioned that earlier in the show. But if you can find ways to make racing and regional touring series more affordable and have more support, especially through incentives and purse, then you'll improve the overall health of your product. Look back to the 90s and 2000s, running a regional touring series like what is now the Arca East series, which was obviously called the Bush North back then if you're a history uh, buff or like us there at the time, Uh, it was much easier and much more affordable. I wouldn't say it was very affordable, but you get my idea. Their counts were much higher because of it. And look at the health of everything else at the time. It was all very good, very popular. It probably could have been due to economic factors as well. Who knows? But again, somehow they let it get away from them, and the damage it's caused to the health of the sport has had a ripple effect all the way down to the weekly racers. And that's the truth. Want to do a little damage control with weekly racing? That's easy. Maybe let them be more autonomous, give them more support, like when Winston was in the deal. And while you're at it, Maybe tell people tuning into The Clash that if, see, or if they enjoy seeing this kind of action, they can catch it weekly at their local short track. Isn't that an interesting concept? Anyway, I feel like there's no question that NASCAR made the most critical mistake when they went through their giant expansion during the Brian France era. And that was Mogination nascar and smi we got to lump them into it too went across the country and built racetracks that all shared similar uh, characteristics what other racing series runs similar tracks over and over again i'm sorry this is just kind of distracting me a little bit but that's okay formula one without question is the most popular form of motorsport on the planet bar none runs a 23 race schedule in 2022 Uh, After studying it, I couldn't find not only a similar track to to a different track, at least, but them running at the same facility twice. There isn't a similar track or the same event on the entire schedule. NASCAR is woefully guilty of this. Are they at Texas, Charlotte, or Atlanta? Are they at Las Vegas, Kentucky, Chicagoland? R.I.P., uh kansas nashville california michigan or richmond well they're all the same shape uh how can you distinguish them are they at daytona or talladega they race the same way i love the unique tracks like darlington phoenix before they phoenix before they ruined it by moving the start line grandstands and allowing guys to cut the dog leg. pocono it's unnecessary pocono yes homestead uh, because you can actually run multiple lanes there. Dover, like Phil said. Short tracks and road courses. Let's New Hampshire. New Hampshire's a unique track, too. It's hard to get around. I
1: love New, I love New Hampshire, man. You got to wheel the shit out of that place.
0: That's one of those love-hate places. So you'll get a lot of feedback on that one. Um, anyway, uh, I, let's add an addendum here to say keep the road course stuff down just a little bit. Just to save those. And I put this in quotes here core fans, even though I love road racing and this new car will be fantastic at it. Uh, Being unique is what people loved, like North Wilkesboro, for example. It has character, and I say has in the present tense because it's still there and they're coming back. Um, It's uphill on the back stretch, it's downhill on the front stretch, the turns are unique at each end, and it has the look of a Saturday night short track while at the same time being a big league NASCAR facility. Darlington has that character too and they have to go towards a schedule where each place is unique and offers its own character and quirks and no I'm not talking about the Roval <laughs> I I'd North add that North Brooksburg
3: has the same characteristics of uh, Nazareth Speedway because they're closed <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. They yeah, have but holes Nazareth, in the roof. It's no, 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 the no. same thing with Rockingham. Here's it's all thing. falling yeah, ex-
1: down. I love Rockingham. Except, except actually no, Rockingham's in really good shape. I love Rockingham. Too. And
0: Rockingham got it's money, they're going to be fixing it up too, hopefully. Frank and and yes, North,
1: North the Wilkesboro. The difference between Go ahead. The difference between North Wilkesboro and Nazareth is that North Wilkesboro still has a pulse.
0: Right. And they're actually rebuilding the place. <laughs> well, right now it's kind of on uh no, it's support. not. It's not. They are actually working currently on the facility, and oh, they even released plans. I thought yeah, it was at least in a coma. No, it, okay. they're already working. They're already working on the place. They already even they've put already plans. Started through. renovations. Yeah, they've already started renovations. Oh, fantastic, That's which is good. good. Yeah, good news. We have good news. Okay. So anyway, back um, on track. Yes. Let's go,
1: Brandon. I mean Bruton.
0: Yes. Uh, wait, is it Marcus now? I don't know. No anyway. politics. So at North Wilkesboro, the turns are unique That's to each fun. end. We suck at this. To each end, and it has, like I said, the look of a big league short track at the NASCAR f- short track facility at the same time. Darlington has them all, and they all have their own characters and works. So I think I already said that. So let's get back to the discussion. I'll also hit on the final reason I find this clash concept to be a little disingenuous, the charter system. The casual fan who gets drawn in to the idea of running on tra- go again. <laughs> to running on tracks like this is small if the action is plentiful and draws them in. So we're gonna get them eventually, but you gotta, you know, I'll get into it. But once they never see it again, they'll wonder why. Why don't they run on these short little tracks inside stadiums? This is exciting, it's new, it's interesting, it's fun to watch. Well, then you gotta sit there and explain the charter system to a new fan, you gotta tell them that it allows 36 teams a guaranteed starting spot and that they can't logically fit that many cars on this small of a track and so they can't run it and they'll be confused or simply bored to death at the idea. Hey, guys, we're going to run this race. Cool, right? P.S. This is the only way we're going to do it because we have a deal with the teams through this convoluted system that we never used to have until teams priced each other out of the sport through massively uncontrolled spending, which is the basic synopsis of how the charter system came to be. Anyway, to close this out, on my thoughts before going into the actual clash. Uh, I appreciate NASCAR's approach to trying to gain new audiences. I honestly don't think it's going to work initially. It might not attract the attention the right way, uh, but it might. So this might be something that they're going to have to try a few times uh, and at least promote it again and again. And I think that they could make something good out of this. I think it would be great as an all-star race instead of the clash. But anyway, um, we can get into that discussion later as well. As a traditionalist, I'd prefer to see these run at Daytona just because that's how it always used to be, the way they used to run. But if this saves the team some money by not wadding up cars, (laughs) puts on a show, either way, whatever, I'll get used to it. Racing's racing. I just want to see action and fun. I just don't think this is really going to be the full answer to breaking into the L.A. market like they want to, for the reasons I discussed earlier. But that's not to say it can't happen. I do have my doubts based on history, like Riverside, Ontario, and even Auto Club Speedway, because that's kind of going down the toilet. We don't even know what's going to happen there. Uh, Sonoma's not really in the L.A. market, so that kind of survives on its own. Anyway, they haven't been incredibly successful. The California market isn't like what it used to be. Gone are the days when it was immersed in the car culture. It was the car culture and it, it genuinely rivaled places like detroit now it's full of vegan blue-haired free-range environmentalists with zero sense of humor and a deep no dis- politics and a deep disdain for anything loud that pollutes and isn't them that isn't them screaming in someone's face and about something oppressed by god knows what uh, the market is just so much more different than it used to be, so finding their niche is really not going to be easy when it comes to the LA market, but they might be onto something. I just think that if they stick to making it unique and bringing back that character, they're then they're really going to start going somewhere, and I think that they might be on the right path. So you know what? If I was wrong, I was wrong, and I admit it. Kudos, NASCAR. That was a fun race. So why don't we get into that race, or some questions about what I just said. Whichever you prefer. Oh yeah, we can kill the Beethoven. Thank you for that. I hope we gave everybody a... Uh... Ooh, just just this part right here. Right here. Just Respect
1: it.
3: Oh, it's in C minor. Got yeah. it. Yeah, that was... Anybody wanted to know? It's so I don't, Beethoven's I don't really Fifth have Symphony any... in C minor. The full
0: version. I, the full version. I
1: don't really have any questions, but I do have one thing to say about... All of this that we've learned with both the clash at the Coliseum and with Bristol dirt NASCAR is now modular
3: modular what do you mean is it like a mobile home or something I mean they, they cater have to
1: now, them. they have now <laughs> proven that they can pretty much go to any facility and put on a show
0: which is great I know something. I believe I believe NASCAR man might have burst our bubble that
1: might yeah that is a good point.
0: <laughs> Because he took and he like measured football stadiums, which are like the biggest stadiums. And I guess the LA Coliseum is bigger than most other stadiums. Like, it's big enough to fit a quarter mile track in the stadium, whereas most common stadiums Mm -hmm. around the country for football can only fit like a two tenths of a mile.
3: Right. Well, it was meant for more than just football. That's the thing. It was meant for, uh, well, I think the the only. So.
1: Yeah, I think the only realistic places you might see is like I know there's a place like that in Atlanta that could probably do it, but there's already a track in Atlanta, so why do you need to go to that market? Um obviously the LA Coliseum. It's a maybe maybe someplace like Yankee Stadium. I think the, the new Yankee Stadium is pretty big.
0: It's not big enough. Definitely. It's not. not it's just no. it's just a baseball stadium and they're definitely not big enough.
1: But let's let's think about international too. Can you imagine NASCAR at Wembley Stadium?
0: They might be able to fit it in Wembley. That's a pretty big place. It's got a giant soccer we- pitch.
1: Wembley is fantastic.
0: It's a huge stadium. It's like out, yeah. it's like outdoor Cowboys stadium, like AT&T Stadium. It fits but, like 90 plus 1000 people in it. It's huge.
1: Imagine NASCAR at Wembley Stadium and and the fans over there cuz you know the the market For would be huge over That place would be a fucking zoo. If they even cut
3: one blade of grass on Wembley Stadium, I think they're going to have a fit.
0: Well, that's the thing is a lot of these modern stadiums can just remove the pitch. Like a field can just go. Like Lucas Oil Stadium, I believe, in Indianapolis, I think they have a giant lot just for the whole... They have it motorized. It just leaves. Yeah, so what, like it goes what do you away? think they do when they
1: do <laughs> s- concerts at Wembley?
0: I'm not kidding. It just goes away. Oh, well, They put a floor up or something, I would imagine. No, they just take it out. Oh. The grass is just okay. sod or whatever. It's like how basketball courts and hockey arenas can be in the Civic Center in Hartford, and they can still run monster trucks on it. You know, They yeah. just move all the crap out. Uh, let's see. I have questions for Brent
3: a Go little ahead. bit. I guess, well, I could kind of understand what NASCAR is doing, especially with uh, this vent being in LA. That's, I don't think it has anything to do, honestly, with car culture or anything of that nature, because well, there's just, no real pocket of car culture anywhere in the United States. It's just th- known
0: for. It's like Detroit. It's known for being a place where a lot of motorsports began. A lot of NHRA and land speed racing and all sorts of stuff started in California. Mickey Thompson was out of California. I mean, NHRA just, was kind of Oklahoma too. But yeah, uh, I know. But it's a lot of the guys were credited with being from th- that area. And th- I it's think it's you're, looking huge, you know? nostal- you're
3: looking at more of a You're looking at they're looking uh, as a nostalgia market theme. What I'm thinking is that they're doing it with dollars and cents. It's a big cluster of people. Yeah. that are in California, and it, uh, they're looking for market expansion, and that is what most advertisers, I believe, want to get. And how does NASCAR get into become popular? I would imagine it would, you'd have to go back to making it part of the popular culture,
0: whether you like it or not. Okay, I'm an idiot, by the way. Why? Because I way overestimated how many people were in L.A. County. Oh. It's 10.04 million. Documented. That's what's on the census. Right. So, yeah. So,
3: if they're part of the... If I said, like,
0: 30. I was way off.
3: Yeah. How are they supposed to t- attract a large cluster of people without trying to get it into popular culture? That'll be my first question.
0: How are they trying to attract it without getting it into popular culture? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, they I, I mean, don't know
3: either, which is why they're going to have to do things like this... What they're they're going to have to do cost-benefit analysis, which is why you have Ice Cube and Pitbull. Pitbull. Well, Pitbull's the team owner. Right. And which he, yeah, I'm sure kind of he wanted to get did into it and yeah. groom it. So, of course, you're going to have him do a couple songs. So, yeah, I totally get it. I think he volunteers to do those. He's probably like, hey, I'll help you out. Let's yeah. do this.
0: And they're probably like, why not? I mean, and Ice you know?
3: Cube is probably the biggest well-known uh, musician from L.A., uh that is not dead or performing at the Super Bowl
0: or been shot in a drive by
3: right, so
0: <laughs> too soon
3: yeah so i I can imagine you know why they would wanna bring that part of popular culture so you need to have those kind of things happen. I
0: think with the whole bringing them to the popular culture, I think they've been doing a decent job. They've been having like n f l people and other different sporting people come to the events and and basically speak in high regard for it and also they've had a lot of different people like celebrities coming through and trying to get them to you know be seen and people will say oh well if these people are into it then yeah you know it you might be something the, i want to check out
3: yeah you need to have if you want anything to be cool you got to have the beautiful people show
0: up yeah that's a basic i mean sex sells and that's <laughs> You gotta make it. You got. You gotta make it sexy. Hips and nips. Hips and nips.
3: <laughs> or I don't eat. Or else I don't eat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Phil, did you see our video we posted?
0: Yeah. The-
1: yeah, I saw that, <laughs> <laughs>
3: bro. <laughs> That's good.
0: Jesse and I had a lot of fun editing. Oh, I that. love
3: the director. Oh my god, ready camera two. Ready. Ready camera two. Go to two. Oh. Oh, perfect. Go to one. Perfect. Go back to two. Go back to two, and then it's this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're watching all the monitors. I don't have to tell you how to direct it, especially. Yeah, they know what they're doing. But yeah, you're going to (laughs) have. You're going to show that, and then show, oh, the kid's looking at it like, oh, oh, what's that?
0: My man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: My man.
0: Oh my god, if nobody knows what we're talking about, you better go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash making laps podcast, because we posted that video up and I I don't care. It's funny. You know, it is funny. Uh it's a it's from the Pitbull concert. And uh they had I believe what was that? That was pre race, correct? and then they had Ice Cube do the halftime yeah, uh, break yeah, as well. Was- yeah. Yeah. So um I don't have a problem with the freaking concerts at the race. It's an exhibition race. Who cares?
3: I've I have even I have, a, even, uh, I have a, a a little thing too. You, you know how many long distance like super late model races have
0: halftime? Because they don't have competitive pit stops. You know stops. they don't have
3: competitive pit stops And so they, they don't have a, a concert
1: to entertain people. Right. You kind of have to have they a They
0: just turn on the radio station. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the they just have a radio station while the while people go to the concession stand and watch. They don't. They're not working for a television audience. They have to fill time. They have to fill time. So you have to have a concert, especially with uh, something with that big attention as NASCAR. You, you have to do it. You have to entertain, entertain, entertain the whole time. So,
0: I mean, I I've seen I. God, it's so annoying. You go on social media just to try to find all the train wrecks just because you want to watch them, and it's all the people who are complaining about the dumbest shit. Uh Where's the music one, Jess? You got one? A music one? Yeah, the one where it sounds... I mean, we were listening to the Ice Cube concert, and I was talking to him. We were picking my kid up off the bus today. (laughs) Hey, oh, oh, yeah, I was just talking about that. We were saying, you know, I really wish NASCAR had just taken the reins off him and just let him not have to church up the lyrics to any song or have to pick the most, you know, kid gloves version of whatever song he had.
1: <laughs> Damn, be what? hilarious if he did that. I ain't got no sugar. <laughs> Yeah. Old the bear, the sweet of the
0: juice. <laughs> didn't we have a rap song we were going to play that sounded like that one? I thought we had it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, Jesse, yeah. I think, yeah, we're just, we're really good at this, by the way. Um...
1: <laughs> You'd think after 98 episodes, we'd figure it out. Oh, oh no. I totally nope. forgot about it.
0: Oh, no, of course. But like I said, I didn't want to hear it churched up. I wanted to let him loose. You know no. what I mean? I wanted to hear, <laughs> I wanted to hear gunfire and Edwards. You know, I want, <laughs> I wanted it to be old school Ice Cube. I wanted Dr. Dre to pop out. You know what I mean? I just wanted to. Oh, you know what a song
3: I used to miss? I used to miss. I, I miss like, um, you know, today was a good day. That was really
0: good. Yeah. Why didn't they put that one? That would have been great. Yeah. Oh, but he mentioned an AK. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I forgot what, where it was. Uh, I forget what it was too. Uh, it would have been fun if we'd remembered what we were doing. <laughs> In all fairness,
1: though, that was that was absolutely the network making them shut down those lyrics, not NASCAR.
0: I know, but I mean, we have already gone over how much the. Uh, my old... name is Diego, and my life is so sick. I have a lot of money, and I have a big house. I'm telling you now. Yeah, this is kind, this kind of what, what it was like. Suck. Come into my bed so me and you can cuddle. I'm the world's dopest puppet. I'm going to be so rich. I don't like my wife because she's a big pain. Some people make fun of me calling me a talking sock. Come say that to my face so I can slap you with my hand. <laughs> like I said, you had to church the lyrics up so was much. And all it. Of it. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was a good sport to go out and entertain. I mean, the crowd was much higher than I had expected it to be. I thought they would get like, I don't know, half at most. But they ended up being incredibly full.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised with the NASCAR thing and their reputation of being right that they would have some kind of COVID protocol slapped on it, like COVID restrictions. They didn't. You know, I, w- I would be shot you know, a, a
0: capacity limit, but they didn't. Especially with California because they're so far backwards there in Australia. There was um, a lot
1: of people that didn't even think it was going to happen a week before the event took place.
0: Yeah, but they still had a great crowd. I mean,
1: oh yeah, it was killer.
0: It was fantastic, and it's I heard a pretty good crowd. I heard yeah. that in the L.A. market alone, they got a two point four on the ratings. So it's like with a market share of like eleven or something like that, it, or nine. I can't remember what the number was. I'd have to go look at Stern's tweet again. But um,
1: our uh, our eye racing buddy Cody was there.
0: Did he have a good time?
1: Yeah, he said it was fantastic.
0: Great atmosphere. Oh yeah, good. Uh, I told him he'd be able to. You know what? I wasn't wrong. I said, You're going to be able to get a ticket. I wasn't wrong. I don't think that was very negative, <laughs> but you could still get a ticket. It just I have a wasn't question. that many left. You know, that's, that's where I was uh, wrong. It was just not that many left. Go ahead.
3: Now, I have a question. Now, is that, I mean, that kind of racing was fun for last night, but would you, would you want to see that every week? No. I, I, I can't. I wouldn't want to see it every week either.
0: It's fun to watch. Like I said, I think that this could be a great idea for the All-Star race. I mean I don't you can... think we have to do this for the clash because the clash basically rivaled the all-star race format. Everybody showed up and tried to race their way in. The clash used to be just about pole sitters. Yeah. I mean this kind
3: of stuff is good once in a while, but I I, I don't want to go to a county fair and watch people
0: ride to bumper cars. I think a either. couple
1: times a year would be fine. Yeah,
0: Like I said, all-star race, I would be fine with this type of thing. Even a traveling all-star race. But I doubt highly that NASCAR would be willing to drop a, a million bucks on putting a new track in every stadium. Because I think that's the what all-star race is going to
1: end up at Wilkesboro.
3: We'll see. I mean, they tried moving the all-star race once. The first year they did it in Charlotte. And it was pretty freaking awesome.
0: Then they tried Atlanta.
3: Then they tried Atlanta. And boy, that that went in the tank. That flopped bad. That was a
1: bad flop.
3: Was that nineteen eighty six? They went to Atlanta, yeah. and then a seven onward.
1: They were right always, back to Charlotte.
0: <laughs> always back to Charlotte. And
1: now they're in Texas.
0: I really like it being now in Charlotte. In Texas Sorry. And that was meh. Charlotte, it offered a lot of different guys, a lot of different chances at winning have... the race. It was much more racier than Texas ever hoped to be. White travel for I don't know.
1: Texas just needs to have a nuke dropped on it. That. They needed to just leave the
0: fucking place alone. It was fine the way it was. It was a faster Atlanta. It was a really
1: good track before.
0: It was fine before.
1: (laughs) They were worried about drainage issues, though.
0: In Texas, where it doesn't Doesn't rain, rain,
1: ever.
3: (laughs) 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 We're out in the shitters. Uh,
1: I think there was one race where they were, I think it was that track, they were like drilling holes in the track trying to get water out of it. Maybe that was Kansas. There was there was a race where they were doing something at Texas, where there was there was weepers and there was all kinds of issues. There's
0: races everywhere that have weepers. I've seen them in Atlanta. I've seen them at Kansas. I've seen them at Daytona. You know, they've always had weeper problems. It's almost every racetrack has them. Sometimes depends on the age. Yep. Uh, anyway, so we should might well we might as well go into the Clash. Um, clash results. We can talk about it as we go along <laughs> here. <laughs> sure heat so. race i'll go through the heats the lcqs and who won uh and points along the way all right so kyle bush timed fastest in what they had qualifying the, the night before single car qualifying to set heats kyle booth at, kyle booth at the booth Clash. yeah we gotta we can't say it without saying it like that i'm sorry the booth class the booth, booth. we like the booth I like to. Hey,
3: hey! Which one of the? Uh, this is such an inside joke. <laughs> yes, uh, first of yeah, I'll I'll explain that later. We'll get into it but, later. Well, uh, maybe we won't. I don't hey, know. which of the uh, which of the grand marshals was was uh, your favorite? Uh, how many? There, there was, was like
0: 11. thirty-seven of them. Yeah, what, it was like seventy-seven. My favorite was Jeff Gordon. Was doing it Reggie the- it was Reggie Bush, yes. Oh, they I'm sorry each Reggie Bush. They could
1: hold the letter and spell out Grand Marshal,
3: uh, right? Mine was uh mine was Misty Ray trainer because back in the day she used to have quite a tight little bush. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, if you of- don't get that reference, God bless you. Yes. Okay? And you're lucky for it. <laughs> All right, if you do get that reference, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry you have my deepest condolences. But, but you can't do impressions without having love and affection, so we love you, buddy.
0: Yes. Okay. All right, so heat number one. He? Kyle oh, Busch, yeah. again, set fast time in the uh, qualifying for single car stuff the day before, and he won his heat race. Uh, so let's see. Heat race number two. Tyler Reddick won that heat race. I don't remember anything really too... Um, Pokemon Legends. I don't know what they're doing over there. I think they're playing Pokemon games.
1: Pokemon.
0: They should take Holy the Pokemon cow. out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening to me. Just like normal. Anyway, so I don't remember anything happening for like the first three heats. That wasn't just straight racing. Uh, heat number three, uh, Justin Haley won that heat, which was kind of shocking. The car He was, was fast he was all day. He really quite fast. And then heat number four Joey Logano won that again I don't remember anything really being too massively newsworthy until they got into the LCQs which the LCQs got their own flair to them in LCQ number one Denny Hamlin won but Eric Almarola was the first person to wreck a next-gen car bad enough that it had to be towed off of a actual race not just a test so, he earns that distinction.
1: In his final season. Yep. What a way to start.
0: Well, he crowded, um, what's his name, 38 car there. I forgot who's in that now. Uh, Gilliland. Oh, Todd Gilliland's in that. That's yep. actually pretty easy because he ran 38 in trucks. So, anyway, he crowded. Yeah, he crowded Todd, like, right into the wall off the backstretch. And Todd was like, no, I'm not allowing you to do that. So, he poked him. <laughs> and uh, Almirola just Threw the thing straight (laughs) fancy he didn't even i don't know what happened there i really thought Todd is
1: going to be a lot of fun because i think if that team being on level ground if their crew chiefs can figure the cars out i think Todd is going to be someone that people don't expect to run pretty decent all year
0: yeah It'll be interesting to see how everybody races with this new car. I still think the haves are going to have and the have-nots are going to struggle, but at least everybody's on the same platform when it comes to components. Right. What I did notice is that these cars are quite robust uh, externally, I should say. Uh, There were a few failures during the qualifying events and the feature events with guys with driveline issues um, From clutch dumps. They were doing clutch dumps to warm the tires up and breaking the torque tube or drive shaft. Uh, so that's a... I know that they'll probably... they. I think they have the part figured out, like, which one it's going to be, and so they've, they're going to fix that pretty easily. It's just one part. The
1: only real test is a
0: real test. Yeah. Now, LCQ number two was the real test for these cars. Yeah. They were a complete crap show. Ryan Priest ended up winning this because Ty Dillon was an utter bulldozer um, and was penalized. And a jackrabbit. And he penalized twice for jumping the start. (laughs) Twice in one LCQ. Sounds like a normal Saturday night feature. Right. Um,. He ran into, they were making remarks. Tony Stewart was freaking brilliant up in the booth with Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. That was great. I wish they would do it all season. That was
1: the best booth I've heard in a long time.
0: Yeah, I want to see that all year. But <laughs> I think he said, I hope." I think the pace car driver is getting nervous because Ty Dillon's hit everything else except him. <laughs> well, he,
3: he said something even better, which is that Tony Stewart said it was, nobody had a clean slate.
0: Not one person Nobody had a clean conscience at all in that race I mean some
3: more than others You want to hear my impression of Ty Dillon?
0: Go ahead Where's the dive bomber? Where is he?
1: Was that NASCAR throwing the throwing the flag black flag at
0: him? Yeah, he had to take he had to take one little pause. So I mean,
3: yeah, (laughs) complete and other
0: mayhem. It was freaking mayhem, and I'm like, oh no, don't devolve into demolition derby. Then everybody's gonna think you're a joke. (laughs) It's just because you know that's what it would happen. They're like, look at these guys; they're clowns, you know. And it's like there is a certain value to having that kind of utter mayhem, but people still won't respect it. you know what I mean, So it's like you can't eh, I'm glad it straightened itself out to be fair it was a it was kind of a farce and it was fun, but I'm glad it didn't last. Let's just put it that way. you know, they had to delay the race a half an hour because of it. that race lasted so long. Anyway, so, um, Finish him. yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, so Joey Logano won the clash at the Coliseum. You know, he and Kyle Bush had a pretty nice, oh, sorry, Kyle Bush had a very nice battle up front uh, for the lead. They were beating each other up pretty good, but it was kind of give and take. I enjoyed it. It was a good show.
1: Which uh. I wasn't expecting that because they don't like each other.
0: At all, but you know they still knew that if they absolutely screwed each other, that could hurt someone's feelings early on in the year, and then it would just make it worse. Big picture, yeah, you got to think, just like squash this shit and just move on to a new year. I think that's probably
3: yeah. why it wasn't such a shit show in the, as a race in a whole because it's an exhibition race and it really doesn't really matter.
0: No, and so why it's bother be... having
3: hurt feelings now over a race that doesn't matter?
0: Exactly. That's why they didn't yeah. really take each other out, too bad for it, and Logano definitely had the longer run speed on Bush at the end. I'm sorry, Bush at the end. So... (laughs) uh, They had a few guys get dinged up. Uh, Let's go into people's complaints. The halfway break and the crowd size. Well, I have easy answers to both. The halfway break was because they don't have a pit road capable of competitive pit stops. No, no, not yet. No, not yet. Not yet, not yet. (laughs) And
3: it's all all about marketing, people. So they
0: had to give them a chance. They had to give them a chance. You know what I mean? To work on the cars at halfway, and they didn't have a pit road per se that they could put the crews on and get that done. Just leave it alone, okay? And it also gave the crowd a break to buy nine dollar hot dogs. Um, Well, they
1: they needed quite a while (laughs) to get to their pit stalls too, because they needed like a Garmin GPS put in the dashboard to freaking figure out where they were going. Well,
0: everybody go out,
1: turn left at this shrub. Find the fire hydrant, turn right, next well, stoplight, turn left.
0: Again, it's either have a really difficult pit road to turn onto or have a blunt wall to run into. And they had enough trouble with running into things, especially if you were uh, just, Justin Haley. Just and don't end hit, up in South Central. That's all you need cause to know. Because he hit the inside wall, and uh, it kind of separated, oh, yeah. and it ripped the left front off of his car pretty much. So um, if he'd hit a solid barrier, probably never would have come close to that. Um, but anyway... It gave the crowd a break for some entertainment, as well as uh, a concert. And it's an Ice Cube concert. You went to a race and got to see Ice Cube in concert. I went to a hockey game and saw the Dropkick Murphys once. So it's like, how many
1: people are going to actually ever be able to say they saw Ice Cube? Like he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, it's come not on. like he
0: tours all the time either. You know? he's too busy acting in kids movies now. That's right. <laughs> I used to be hard. Although- now I do kids movies with. Kevin let's Hawk, be yeah. fair
1: if they were really targeting a younger generation they'd have some mumble rap or cardi b or some shit on there not yeah but even they know it's right rapper. this
3: is like the most well-known la right NBA but you get my artist. point I, but i do get your point if they were really
1: they, they got ice cube this week and next out. week at the uh the super bowl they got snoop Dogg and dr dre and eminem and i think uh Who else is doing it?
0: Not sure. I wasn't paying attention. I don't even
3: know who the starting quarterbacks are in the Super Bowl. Oh, Matthew Stafford's going to be in it. Uh, Which
1: is goes. Yes. I wish my father was around so I could just laugh in his face.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, old man. He's standing over his grave screaming at him. Take that. My
1: dad used to give me so much (laughs) shit for how much I used to love Matt Stafford.
0: He's a good quarterback. He was just he's on the no freaking good. Lions. He's good.
1: at the team he plays for. He sucks. That's he the whole plays point. Detroit. I'm like, Detroit, so what?
0: Detroit sucks, not Matthew Stafford. <laughs> There's a difference. Anyway, we should probably talk about Who's racing. the other quarterback? Cynical oh, old bastard. Um, I'm sorry. He's this kid who was second-year quarterback. He came out of uh, LSU. Oh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I, I have
3: Dude. no idea who that is. He's good too. Why
1: did I even it's ask? The Cincinnati Bengals. He plays for the Bengals. When's bungles? the last time the, the bung holes were relevant?
3: Nineteen eighty-six, where Chris Collinsworth was the wide receiver. <laughs> right, and where did they go? That's you can about see it. my, my yeah.
0: <laughs> Didn't they get beat by? You someone? see,
3: my I, I do yeah. used to watch football, so I have some level of football history, but I have I have not watched it in ten years, so I don't. I have no clue.
1: This, this is going to be a Super Bowl to watch because no matter what, you're going to have a first-time first Super Bowl winning quarterback and a huge headline story.
0: Yeah, it's going to be cool. I don't know if it's I'll watch. It's going to be but... a great Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if I'll catch it or not, but I'll, I might tune in.
1: Maybe. Anyway.
0: Can, um... Can't we all just get along? That's an L.A.
3: reference. Isn't that Rodney King? <laughs> it was the Rodney Reginald Denny. Oh, Rodney that's King. right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's it.
0: Man. L.A. I remember that as a kid, dude. That poor fucking guy. <laughs> Holy <sighs> shit. Uh, guy gets, especially Reginald Denny, too. He was just driving his truck, and they pulled him out of his <coughs> truck and beat the fuck out of him in the street for no obvious reason. Like, come on. Must have thought he was an undercover cop. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, all
3: right. That poor fucking guy. Okay.
0: Anyway, moving on. Um, as for the crowd, okay, we we talked about concerts. We have no problem with the concerts. Grow up. It's not a big deal. Um, as for it's the
1: entertainment, that's it... what you're there for—is entertainment.
0: And it was legendary. Entertainment. I mean, when I used to watch the
3: Super Bowl, you think I used to watch the halftime show?
0: I didn't give a shit. No, I used show. to
1: go go
3: refill my chicken wings and beer and beer and go take a leak, chips. Yeah, yeah. Get some fresh dip.
0: Um, anyway, as for the, uh, that's just for the basic people as for the crowd, like the NPCs or whatever. I, I was watching people's opinions roll in of the crowd and I was one of those people who didn't really think it was going to get a big crowd. I thought 50% at best because LA is not it, it, historically not the biggest NASCAR draw. So I figured they'd get a decent crowd, but nothing major. It ended up being really, really good. <laughs> And I saw everybody on social media early, which is your biggest mistake. If you're going to make an opinion early about the crowd, then you're really not paying attention because the crowd, if you ever go to a track where it has the modified tour race, they don't show up until the modified tour race. And then right. when the modified tour race is over, they, they leave. Know what? <laughs> you know? Do you think a lot of people really cared that much about qualifying? A lot of them did, but the crowd was really there come race time. It was probably 80-85% at my best guess. It was very good. You could see pockets, little pockets here and there of empty seats, but nothing close to like what you've seen in the past. This was a really good crowd. I
1: figured they'd have 45-50,000 people there. and I guess figuring on all the banners covered up and all that, it was probably in that ballpark.
0: They said it was close to I think they said 50, and the capacity was 60. So it's yeah. that's really good. I give them kudos for that. That's a good number. Um, so anyway, Joey Gonna won. Let's get for the crowd. A- again, you can't complain about stuff until you actually see the end result. Come on. Anyway, um, I, let's say, expected the track to be a little more than like any, ever, any other of the temporary short track races that we've seen, i.e., like Battle at the Beach or something. Uh, but with how tight the turns were, we tried it out again. Um, it was so easy to make a mistake, give up the bottom, so guys weren't as willing to be making desperate moves for position as it would lend themselves to an attack from behind as well. Uh, the second LCQ had me worried that it would be devolve into an utter shit show, like I mentioned, uh, but it ended up being kind of a fluke for them, which is good. Uh, it was more like what we tested on iRacing. It was a slippery surface lending itself to mistakes, tight turn radiuses making for some contact, but in the end, if you got a few green, la- green flag laps under you, you could space it out. It was fun. It was entertaining. The cars really performed really well. Uh, a few minor bugs to work out, but it's a new car, a completely new driveline setup. Everything's brand new. We slid you know what I wasn't ready for? What's that?
1: When they got sideways and they start slowing down while they're sliding,
0: they start doing
1: that side hop.
0: That was weird to me. Is that the locker or the suspension or something? Just it's it's kind of it was around. the
1: whole car like hopping. It was weird. Is that has an- got to be the most unsettling feeling because you know your head is slamming back and forth in the head supports. <laughs> <gasps> in the you're like
0: <laughs> yeah that thing they would dipsy do quite a bit. It was just rolling around real fast. It was weird looking, but
1: that's I've done that on go karts on like concrete tracks. So I'm wondering if yeah. it was just the way the surface was. Maybe they'll slide more on like a worn-out track, but this place was really gripped up because it was fresh.
0: I think it was a little slick, though, because of the the, the way they finished the asphalt. I think it was kind of slicked <laughs> off. Unless it wears in, that's really where it kind maybe
1: of... Maybe as goes. it was getting the rubber buildup on there, maybe this new compound, something about it, and the the low-profile tire... The way it's grabbing and just kind of bouncing instead of flexing.
0: I did see a lot of rubber buildup on the inside where they painted those lines. So I think these tires were putting down a decent amount of rubber, which was good to see. I like to see that.
1: Yeah, it was just weird to see. And those cars are so stiff compared to what I'm used to seeing. Maybe that's why it
3: was bouncing because it was so stiff, kind of like your go-kart.
1: Kind of like I'm not an engineer. Never mind. Never mind. We won't go there.
3: (laughs) Moving on. Booty, um, booty claps at the booth clash that's the new title like, of this episode
1: i i will say one thing it's, about how the cars performed, great. jesse <laughs> what's that what what do what do road course cars do turn right they, they go no they go <laughs> into the corner straight line brake roll to the apex drive off right
3: mm-hmm. you get on the gas right when you're out of the
1: corner
0: these cars that do is, that really well yeah
1: that is God, I haven't seen a car do that so well. These things a, a drove off. A stock car do that so well.
0: Yeah, they drove off really hard. Like You it, could it was...
1: turn the wheel and it would point and you could stand on the gas. and Well, and not stand on Ryan, the gas, yeah. but you could drive it yeah, off. Yeah, you
0: could drive it off. Ryan it Priest
3: really wanted to have some more drive off, I think.
0: I think so, too. A lot of other guys yeah.
3: did, too. You know who really wanted to was Kyle Boeth. Top he of. wanted some. He wanted some drive yeah, off. Yeah, he was bad. suffering at the he end. He just had not enough to catch Joey. No,
0: yeah. I still, you know, but, honestly, I still feel like this was a very positive reach for NASCAR. I think it worked out really well for him, and I still feel like my previous points about fan retention remain valid, though. So,
3: well, you know something. They didn't have when they first got their first boatload of fans. You know during the The fight in the infield at Daytona in 1979. I mean, the next week, the next two, those two guys crashed again at Rockingham, and they didn't fight, but they, but the fan retention was still there. Yeah. So and it stayed for quite a while. But can I just maybe it'll be a little different? I don't
1: know. Yes, Phil. What do you got? Can I make one complaint about the whole thing? Please go ahead. I love complaints.
0: That's all we're I all felt about. like
1: I was watching Nickelodeon.
0: Slime? No, the production value.
1: The broadcast was just... It was like watching... You remember Guts when you were a kid with 67 different low camera angles? That no. made no sense.
0: No, you know why? Because we didn't get cable until I was 16. 16. We had, we had a,
3: well, we didn't get cable. We had
1: a 70 foot satellite dish. Well, we still didn't. We didn't pay for cable, to be fair. My
0: dad worked for the cable company. Well, I say cable, (laughs) but it was in the early throes of DirecTV.
3: So it was, it was before that. It was, it was a 70 foot satellite dish. Yeah, but we didn't really have
0: the right stuff for that. That, that was still kind of touching go. (laughs) No.
1: But I mean, either way, the, the, the camera angles were just, there was too many of them. You only needed like five. (laughs) for the whole, you need one way up top and maybe one in each corner down low. That's all you needed.
0: Yeah. I you mean, in and- simplifying, it will also make it a much better broadcast because know. then the race fan still sees all the action I don't know
3: if I had that many many toys in my arsenal as a TV person. I kind of want to use them. You're
0: pushing all the buttons at once. (laughs) I want to use the
3: drone. I want to use the low shot. I want to use the tracker. I want to use the zip line. I want to use the pan
0: shot. I want to use everything. Yeah, but NFL Films doesn't have to do that, and their stuff's amazing. The the other gripe. Yeah, but not fast cuts. Everything's slow motion. The The other gripe I have with the the production
1: was. (laughs) could they please stop zooming in on one single freaking car?
3: Oh, yeah, that's nuts. That drives yeah. me crazy because as soon as they do that, there's an accident in turn four, and the person's upside down and on fire,
1: like, and you missed it. Yeah, zoom out. It. Give me a couple hundred yards of something to see. Like, Let that's, me see what's it's going very on around for, the yeah, car.
0: Covering a race, you have to cover all of it.
3: Yeah, most most novice cinematographers, for the most part, they like to zoom in real tight and get real tight up on the action. When look it's how actually, precise I am. Look, look at this
1: precise motion. But well, with the reality,
3: getting all the action is what really matters when you get the shot. But then you, again, you know, you
1: know. You know what else, though, zooming in like that, what a lot of people I don't think consider is it takes away that sensation of speed. The visualization of the speed is gone.
0: Yeah, because you have no landmarks to actually judge it off of.
3: Which is why the walls were painted red and white
0: during the winston day so that you can
3: get a sensation of the speed
0: yeah seeing that thing buzz by the outside of your car it made it look like it was going 10 times faster than it was it was a great way to um portray the sensation of speed it was awesome
1: yeah i really kind of hope stafford still has that plan to do with flow racing it would make sense the red and white
0: well yeah it would be great now you could say it's the flow colors just I... it's transferable <laughs> it is I just really love the red and white walls. It's nostalgic, and damn it, Winston did great things for us. You can choose not to smoke; it's your damn call. I miss cigarettes. Stop busting
3: into our lives. (laughs) (laughs) When I quit smoking, I was like losing a friend. (laughs) them and alcohol were always there for me. me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some of my friends, no, I want to go get pussy. I'm going to go to the club. No, I don't want to go there. I want to sit with my friends. Jim Beam and Marlboro. <laughs> okay. I was going
1: to say your buddies Jim and Jack must visit you more often now that uh, Marlboro's gone. Yeah, or is it
3: Camel? You missed Camel. Thank you. Camel, no.
1: toe? Wait, camel toe. Wait, that's another podcast.
3: Yeah, I think that's a different one. Oh shit! No, it's actually the same one. Actually, I don't even know what you I'm. You got to watch about. the clip. <laughs> watch the clip. Like I said, I I don't know what I'm talking about. I was too
0: busy getting a water. Sorry, my bad. Anyway.
3: You're wrapping up the show with Seaconk News. That's what you were doing. No,
0: I'm not. We have to get into it because we've missed it the last few weeks, I think.
3: Oh, is it? Is it time?
0: Yes, now it's time. For <laughs> this week's edition of the Darf Comment of the Week. Still doesn't get any better.
2: <laughs> really
3: okay.
0: doesn't. All right, so this week's Darf Comment of the Week, I actually singled somebody out for once instead of making it a blanket comment because I was, you know. Lazy. There's no other way to say that. All right, so Ben Kennedy of NASCAR tweeted a thank you to his fans, or to the fans of NASCAR. That's fair. For their support of the clash at the LA Coliseum. Nice tweet. I read it. And, pardon me, Twitter user Delusional Driver Reference, or at Driver Reference, echoed the sentiment of stubborn old fans by saying... Imagine if it was full, referencing the crowd size, which obviously he didn't see the end of the race. Uh, Keep alienating those who built the sport, genius. Well, let's nip this one in the bud real quick. The stands were much more full than expected and uh, almost completely full, if I'm honest. Uh, And it was way more than I expected for their first attempt at this event. I figured it would take them at least a few tries and a lot of action for them to use in some kind of uh, promotional material for this, because that's what they do. Uh, But it was much better than I expected for the first event. However, this is something I think most longtime fans have had to battle with, and that is fearing change. Throughout all of history in the sport, it has changed. It started out with guys literally driving stock vehicles on the beach at Daytona and on backwoods-ass dirt tracks so this is what NASCAR should still be doing. I'm confused by what people who claim NASCAR is alienating fans want. Oh we're back to this. okay good. Uh,
1: <laughs> a rare double rant show.
0: If you' it's not really a rant it's the Darf comment of the week. I have to put these people in their place. If you're going to claim that, at least tell us what you expect. Because you're just inciting anger and nonsense without substance to your argument. I agree that NASCAR lost its way for quite a long time and is still trying to find new ways to dig their way back out. Maybe doing the same thing over and over and losing fans at the same time is what they're looking at. Maybe that's why the angle, or maybe that is the angle that they're trying in taking new things and new directions and such. Do I think the clash at Daytona was the problem? No. But this was a good opportunity to try something new. An exhibition race with nothing on the line. Plus, they didn't write off any cars. And with no inventory, that would be a problem. Because these race teams, you talk to them, they genuinely have like two cars per team. Um, And that sucks. That's not good. All right, so... Was there supply issues? Yes. (laughs) I just didn't want to say it out loud. Uh, Anyway... But what is but what is it that's alienating fans as you claim? You can't just claim it without telling us why. And to all the virtue signalers who posted, it's my first time in X amount of years I skipped a race. Well, whoopty shit for you. You missed a fun show. I hope you enjoy being bored for the evening because I was watching with my laptop in my hands and I was taking notes the whole time. So congrats, Driver Reference on Twitter at driver reference, I've singled you out as my DARF comment of the week, and everybody like you. Thoughts?
3: That's 18 minutes of rant. That
0: was not 18 minutes. I'm
3: at 1809. You started it at like 12 minutes. That's total. (laughs) Uh, It's cumulative. Oh, that's cumulative? Yes. Oh, 18 minutes of rant today. 18 minutes of rant. Well, how I else do I it. pad
0: the show out? I love it. Maybe next time I'll get to 20.
3: Uh, there you go. Let's get some personal <laughs> high scores. Next time
0: I'm going for a full hour and a half, there's going to be s- Fire, Brimstone, and Alex Jones. It's going to go off the chain.
3: Next week, can you put some more stank on it? Well, like, well, I'll try. Follow Driver Reference for some more
0: dumbass comments. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. That sounds good. I like these. Yeah. Puts- I'm going to write that down. Be <laughs> more spirating. Dank. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome next up who's that for s'more stank well okay I'm gonna go into this
2: well this is
3: good bad news everyone
0: bad news bad news coming out of no. Seaconk Speedway <laughs> not what you think and I don't know if Phil saw this or not but I'm sure he did not yet Seacock Speedway announced that this year they will be running a new program called Drive Number four, drive for the cup and announced that playoff racing will come to the Speedway this September. They say to stay tuned for Phil's head just dropped. They say to stay tuned for details, which uh, as of now, I won't be because playoff racing and playoff anything still has no place in racing.
1: A small part of my heart just died. Yours, too? No. No, no, I grew. No, I grew no, up no. there. Like no, to me, that's my speed bowl. To you, yeah.
0: I agree. I grew up at the speed bowl. You grew up at Seacock. We grew up at short tracks, and both of them are now making bad decisions. Don't fuck it up. Stop doing this, please. This is a hill. Stop th- doing stupid shit. I know. I just got over a rant saying change is hard to accept, but since two thousand and four, when the chase or whatever started. I have hated it, and I have publicly voiced that I have hated it, and I have never stopped hating it. Playoffs do not have a place in racing. You know why? Because you're making it easier. You know what's more impressive to me? What?
1: Winning a 27-race season.
0: It's so much harder. Now all you have to do is be good enough in selective races, and you can win everything. You don't have to be good all year now. It's less difficult
1: you can be mediocre and just slip in and then all of a sudden you're good no, no, isn't that what Tony no, Stewart did in no, 2014? No, 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 What's no, that no, 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 no. was it 2014 that he no. did that? What?
0: Uh, what? just had a select few good races and just won the whole thing That was cur- yeah, that was this Kyle just- Booth. Oh that was Kyle Booth when he won it you know a half season when he got a waiver. Yeah.
1: No, Tony. Tony Stewart had a season the the year he won the championship in the 14 car. It was just nothing went right. I I don't remember what year it was. Probably nothing went right. It was a shit year. He got into the chase by like luck of some sort.
0: He might have got a win or two, probably.
1: Yeah, and then he went on, and him and Carl Edwards had the duel of the century, just going back and forth, winning week after week, and they tied, didn't they? Yeah, they tied for the title. That was the only time that the the chase was ever entertaining to me.
0: Yeah, one out of, let's do the It really
1: wasn't entertaining until like three races to go when you realized, oh shit, these guys are really close and this might be something good.
0: Yeah. It's the only time though. Yeah. Out of how many years? (laughs) It's almost 20. However many they've been doing it. Almost 20 now. 18-ish. This will be like the 18th year they've had playoff type format. And yes, I've hated it the whole time. I don't know. I'll say this.
1: I don't hate it. It adds a different level of intrigue, but it doesn't have a place in stock cars. Stock car racing.
0: I get why they're doing it because they'd be like the only track in the area to be doing it. But it's not the best way and I'll die on this hill. It is not the best way to determine a motorsports champion. Oh no!
1: god. I I will add one one kind of asterisk to that. Drag racing. They already operate on a bracket format.
0: They've yeah, they did a chase thing as well. And it's no. Stoop, I haven't watched it since. I really haven't. I'm like, why are you doing this?
1: But, but I'm just saying, it could work for drag racing because of that aspect. I don't think for any other type of motorsport. No, sport. because
0: they they work on a bracket per race. They don't work on a bracket for points. The points is based on how you do in a racing event. You know what I mean? Right.
1: In the way, see the way. If I was running the NHRA, the way I would do it is how they run a race event. It would be a knockout top twelve.
3: You would have to, for an AHRA way to work it, the finale would have to be only limited to the top 16, and then qualifying would only be done by points only. Because well, the, the, you can't the final event
1: it. would be almost a double event because you would end up having like a top 16, and then you shoot out your top four of the year or something like that.
0: That's why I just don't like having no. playoffs. Because playoffs
3: are dumb in NASCAR. Because if you think about it, all oh, if you want to think about it during, like, a sports thing, okay, y- you have all 36 teams ra- playing on the same field as once. And it I may, agree with that. It may work at drag racing because you can only race two at a time. Now, Right. i do the bracket that's, format. That's, I, I agree with Phil on to some degree it can work in drag right racing. And that, in that's drag why
1: racing. i think in drag obviously the format from how they have done it would have to be drastically different for it to make any actual sense in drag racing yeah but it would make more sense in drag racing than any other motorsport. i mean if for if if
3: think about it this way if it was like nascar and <laughs> for nascar doing it it would be like the nfl having all 32 teams play the same game on the yeah. same stadium and that would just be
0: I think I have a better terrible. point here. In playoffs, for regular sports, you have to win to go to the championship game every time. You have to win, 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 and keep working your way down. When it comes to NASCAR and motorsports having a playoff-style format, it allows for people to have bad days, and that's not what it takes to win a championship. You yeah. know what I mean? It uh... Like, you can run kind of mediocre in one of the rounds that they have and still make it through to the next round. But in regular right. sports, if you have a mediocre game and you don't win, you well, don't it, move on. It elevates
3: that's the it. mediocrity is what it does.
0: It allows people to have less important runs, and it doesn't matter. It improves. It increases...
3: makes the, the mediocre on equal ground with the Elite. And yes. And that's not how it works.
0: No.
1: And that's, that's why I think it could work in drag racing more so than any other form of motorsports, just for that reason.
0: Yeah, but I still don't think it should work in any motorsports, regardless of what it is. I will die And And I, I, I agree care. with that. I don't care. It shouldn't be there. The day that formula one goes to this is the day racing is dead and they <laughs> and they have one and well they don't do that format it's points cumulative throughout the year and it is the most popular form of motorsport in the world no and that's it's not because it it's be. not important in america we're the center of the universe it's like soccer it's soccer I know. No one gives a it shit is. about soccer. I know, but soccer is the most the soccer popular... Of the soccer Soccer is the of most popular sports. sport in the world. So is... That's just fact, so, based yeah. on numbers.
1: Yeah, big deal. I'm going to tell my buddy <laughs> Michael that, and he's going to absolutely lose his fucking mind when I compare Formula 1 to soccer. <laughs>
3: Formula 1 is the soccer of motorsports. Even...
0: Well, I did just say that, didn't I? A guy
3: blocks another guy, and they pretend that they're shot. It's the same way with soccer. If they they nudge a soccer player, if someone gets nudged in a soccer game, they they flop around and pretend that they're shot.
0: I've never heard people more angry to agree with me. (laughs) They're awful. (laughs) But it does not take away from the fact that based on numbers alone, it is the most popular sport, motorsport, in the world. Just like soccer, based on numbers, billions of fans. So, moving on.
1: Billions.
0: Billions. More of fans. important than the NFL. Oh yeah, way more. Anyway, um, so, well, how far are we, are we done yet? <laughs>
3: we're like begging to be done. <laughs> this is done. probably the most annoying episode ever, listeners. We're sorry. It's an hour thirty-four of absolute nonsense. We lost
1: everybody but the
0: goose. All right, we're done here. Yeah. You can find this podcast Roger. on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps podcast, Facebook.com slash MakingLapsPodcast. YouTube.com slash Sid's View when you decide to go on. Let me finish. Wait for it. You have to wait for your turn. Wait for it. You can find me on Instagram at Br- and, and Twitter, to be fair, at Brankleason01. You can find Phil at
1: you can find me at, at @pjakesracing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can also find me on YouTube at Phil Jake's Racing.
0: Oh, that's right. You can find me on YouTube at youtube dot com slash Brent Gleason, uh, and you can find Jesse. I'm, not, I'm at, not fancy
1: enough to have right? that. Give me some more followers so I can get a fancy special oh, name. You?
0: Okay, job, you can find Jesse at. Dude, are you five? Yeah, five inches deep in your bum. <laughs> Awesome. Buddy. All right. So Good job. Uh, if you want to send us some feedback, you can send it to makinglapspodcast at com. Or if you feel like yelling at us through a voicemail, you can send that to anchor.fm slash makinglaps. PP. Yes. And you can send that if you'd like. All right, Raji, how do we end the show? And please, for God's sakes, please do it nice.
1: Okay. Keep your nerves. Stay down. Stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. I need to be getting sauce.
0: I don't know what he said.
1: Sausage nipples. He said <laughs> Sausage
0: <Snipples. laughs> I think I've died. Did I just die? Is that, is that like child abuse? Sausage I didn't know you was yeah, going to say that. that. That's so staying in the show now. I swear to God.
3: Where did you find Sausage Snipples?
0: Where? What YouTube are you watching to hear that? All right. As I go discipline my child, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it.